Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, BBN? We're here for another episode of Believe in Kentucky. Got to get some Tiger perspective on here. We had an episode last night on the Believe Network, as you all know. Believe, follow us at Believe Network, at Believe in Kentucky. Follow me at Vinny Hardy. Flying solo tonight, my co-host Aaron Gershon for the Cats Pauls. He's finishing up the yearbook, the football yearbook, so we had a media opportunity there. The QB, Jalen Whitlow, is out coaching and doing his thing as well, so I'm going to hold it down for everybody. Got a guest in here trying to connect with. I wasn't able to do his show at one point. We've been kind of missing each other. We both record on Wednesday, so he is here today because, you know, Cats and Tigers, Super Regional in Baton Rouge. We got from Believe Network. He's all over this network as well. Host of Rafino and Joe Show. Are you serious sports? There's the list goes on and on and on. If I keep naming everything, we're gonna be out of time. We're talking about Blake Rafino, man. Blake, how you doing, man? Doing good. I, I you know, when you're reading that, Vinny, I, I just kind of got an epiphany about maybe shortening some shortening some things up. You know, I mean, that's a long, that's a long mouthful. Rafino and Joe show. I mean, there's like, you know, eight hundred con, you know, eight hundred vowels in that thing. I guess you know it's an Italian show when there's eight hundred consonants in it, so vowels. So. Uh, but good to be here, man. I'm glad. You know, it's going to be a fun weekend. Um, Saturday starts the round two of Kentucky and LSU. So looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun weekend. You know, Coach Mangione got has some things working up there in Lexington. And Vinny, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the Hornets' nest for you. You ready? Kentucky yeah. baseball school. How about that? Kentucky baseball. <laughs> Man, I, we saw a, a, a longtime columnist for the Lexington Herald Leader, John Clay, you know, did a column similar to that. And and like you said, that's it's exactly a hornet's nest. You saw some taking sides. You saw some people said, "Oh, John, don't don't go down this road again." So it got a lot of varied reactions. But hey, I mean, after after that whole back and forth, you know, you you, you can't really. Uh, you can't really let that opportunity pass by as far as, as far as getting that shot in there in baseball school. So jump on and take advantage, Coach Mange. Oh, you still with us, Blake? Blake freeze up. Yeah, we'll get Blake Rafino back in here. Said the baseball school line, and then we lost him. But uh, John Clay did write a column. <laughs> about that very thing and um you know and if, if coach men's wants to flex right now he can he is two wins away from omaha uh after some lean seasons so uh definitely um for the moment baseball school it's the the team uh the flavor of the season the only team really playing right now um we're waiting to see what happens with the basketball roster. Football hasn't got cranked up yet. So Coach Mingione can uh, definitely say, hey, I'm, I'm a baseball squad right now. See if we can get 
Blake Rafino back in here. I'm having some technical difficulties or something like that. But I just want to have him on to get some some LSU perspective. Um, as we know, both teams played a couple months ago in April down in Baton Rouge. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, he's went into some deep dives about Kentucky on his show. Uh, both teams have changed quite a bit since April. Um, as you would expect, you know, it's always constant uh, progressions, having to, you know, offensively pitching, you hit your groove, you fall off stride, things like that. So um, get a little bit of a quick LSU perspective. We can get Blake back in here. Looks like he's back in the waiting room as we speak. And Blake, we're getting you reconnected. Um you said the Kentucky Sorry was a baseball. My my lights went out, man. Oh man, you, you said we were a baseball school, and it was it just it all just fell apart. Well, well, I, I think I, you know you know what I heard, huh? I heard oh. Coach Calipari cut my cut my power. He heard that and he cut my power. That's what happened. And he was you know, you know as soon as he came out of your mouth, bam. But uh, John yeah, Clay. Well, that kind of goes into a little bit of what might happen this weekend, Vinny. I mean, there's been some bad weather. Uh, in Baton Rouge uh, over the last couple of days. I mean, we've kind of been in it. And so as I'm recording with you, the lights go on and off. So that I hope that's not an indicative of what's going to happen this weekend. I hope it's all sunshine and rainbows uh, in LSU and Baton Rouge this weekend. So sorry about that again. Oh, no worries, man. No worries. I do happen to remember a, a certain Super Bowl where some lights went out, too, a few years ago. I mean, that's, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, we just can't get it together down here in Louisiana with the uh, with the electricity. I mean, the, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, you know, people get lazy, man. People get lazy. Yeah, yeah, you but, I, but I heard but I heard in the Superdome, though, it was it was uh, 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 the 49ers that unplugged everything because, you know, they were losing. So. Yeah. Yep, you know how that 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 um, Jim Harbaugh is, you know. You yeah, no, no question. Can't put nothing. What he do, man? Can't put nothing past him. Can you really trust a man who brags about drinking a cold glass of milk every day? I mean, like, come on, man. Uh, I mean, like, I get it, okay. but like, oh, hey, I I like drinking glasses of milk. You know, yeah, it sounds like that rock promo. Oh, my name's Billy, and I like milk. You know, like I can't. You know. Anyway. Exactly, exactly. Well, it's, you know, LSU, blue blood of college baseball, you know, yep. six six championships, if I counted correctly, multiple trips to the regionals, to Omaha, that whole thing. So it, from on paper, it's a David Goliath standpoint. You guys expect to be here. Kentucky's making their second Super Regional ever. So this is right. the first one since 2017 for that standpoint. You guys are confident. You expect to win the two and move on. Kentucky's coming in with a with a quiet confidence. Um, and like you said, I listened to your deep dive. Uh, both teams have changed dramatically since they met a couple months ago. But for, you know, LSU fans, very passionate. Kentucky fans haven't had a good product on the field to get behind. So maybe they weren't paying attention this season. So tell them, first of all, about the experience that one gets at Alex Box Stadium, first of all, the whole atmosphere yeah. that y'all do game in and game out year in and year out. Well, I mean, look, so number one, let me just say that LSU, and it's like Kentucky, right? Many like going there to play basketball when you're in that arena, okay, when you're in rough, right? Like 
it's intimidating. And I, I think it's the same because LSU is not before. And well, I guess until now, until Kim Mulkey got here and won a natty with Andrew Reese and the girls. But uh, until recently, it, LSU's basketball was baseball because, I mean, you were the team of the 90s. You know, Skip Bertman was like Phil Jackson. I mean, you, the only thing you didn't have really was was Michael because, you know, college players can't stay there that long, obviously. So you were the team of the 90s. But I will tell you, I mean, look, LSU got to a national title in 2017, but Vinny, they hadn't won one since 09. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I think that there comes a point in time where you sit here as an LSU fan, like there's a lot of pressure on this team, okay, first and foremost. So I'm not saying there's more pressure on LSU than Kentucky, but I think there is in the sense you came into the season, the number one team in the country, you're hosting a super regional on a team. Let's call it what it is. Earlier in the year, you could have lost your first series to Kentucky. You lost game two on some just some fielding errors. Then you go into game three. Kentucky goes up late in the eighth inning or late in the seventh inning. Then here comes LSU in the eighth. So, look, both teams are different. But the thing that I think for me, Vinny, it's not the atmosphere. It's not the, you know, because the atmosphere is going to be electric, right? Like, it's going to be loud. I mean, it's going to be Death Valley in Alex Box. I mean, it's not with that many people. Mm. The thing, though, is is that Kentucky on the mound has been dealing of late. I, I think that of all the coaches that don't get the credit that they deserve at Kentucky, look, we talked about Stoops and we talked about Cal. The truth is, is Mangione probably should have been in a regional last year. But because they didn't have the prestige that Kentucky, you know, like, Maybe an LSU would when they went 13 and the 17 in the league a couple seasons ago, they are getting there. And so they're a really solid club. Seven seniors on this baseball team. The last time a team with seven seniors came into a super regional was last year's Notre Dame, who took down Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful, Vinny, when you talk about a very senior-led team. The thing, though, that I think it's two different styles of contrast. It's like, you know, it's like the air – for in football terms, it's like the air raid versus yeah. the power eye, right? <laughs> two completely different styles of, of how you want to do things. Flashy, and then the other one's just pure power and strength. So – it's going to be really fun. Look, I, I will tell you, the worst start for Paul Skeens, who might be the Golden Spikes Award winner, came against yeah. Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Okay? <laughs> I think that that's the worst thing that could have ever happened to Kentucky for a Super Regional because that <laughs> man's going to come out there mad and determined and ready to go. But I think the weather is a big factor for him. But I just think that this game could ultimately come down to three. Uh, because both these teams are really good, but it would not. It would surprise me, Vinny, if Kentucky wins, they got to do it in three. If LSU wins, they got to do it in two, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think that LSU, once you start getting more into that bullpen, Kentucky's built better for a later series, for for a third game in this series where LSU wants to get in there, punch you in the mouth, and get out. They want to Mike Tyson you, right? They want to yeah. get you in that first round and get you out of there. So. Again, every aspect, and I know that's really long-winded, but I just don't know how else to word it, right? Because of all teams that probably should have taken down LSU 
in the regular season, it probably should have been Kentucky. Yeah, they, that seven to six game. And look, I said it the other day. You know, that first game, it got out of hand. Y'all went upside our head, punched him in the mouth. 13 10, the fielding error. And then it's seven to six, and Kentucky led late. They led late and just, you know, as, as right. Cal likes to say, let go of the rope. So uh, this LSU team, everybody knows about schemes, uh, crews, the talent at the top is elite. Where would this team measure up, I guess, historically to a lot of these legendary LSU teams? Are the fans down there thinking like, hey, yeah, here we, we're back? Or is it a few notches below some of the, you know, all-time great LSU squads? Well, let me say this. They can't be put on the pedestal of one of the greatest yet. However, if they get to Omaha and find a way to win it, I think that because here, here, here's my thought process. In a one-game winner-take-all, are you can you convince me that any team that has ever fielded at LSU could dominate Paul Skeens? Because I don't. Do you have anybody that could lock down this lineup? I don't. So, but again, baseball is a, is a crazy is a crazy sport. I mean, look at Tennessee last year, right? Yeah. I mean, All Tennessee was probably well. They they probably probably should be considered one of the best teams to ever walk planet Earth, but they didn't win it, and so we say, oh, they failed. This lineup, though, for LSU doesn't have a hole in it, right? Like, they don't have they don't have many holes. Where you have to get LSU is what exactly what Kentucky does. you got to put pressure on them defensively because if you want to get in a slug match, like what Kentucky tried to do in game three, <laughs> don't do it, yeah. okay? you got to play sound defense. you got to pitch at a high level. Um, I just There's not many holes in this lineup because now a lot of guys are getting hot. And to give you an example, Vinny, there's eight guys right now that they could put in their lineup that are have mo, uh, have ten home runs or more. Like they're just gonna knock the they're gonna knock the snot out of the ball, and you got to stop it. So, I, I mean, it it really is an ultimate. It's 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 gonna be probably the best in my opinion. And this, I'm not trying to be biased here. Outside of maybe Bama Wake Forest, it's going to be the best, I think, super regional of the weekend. I think yeah. it's going to be – you're going to have to tune in. It's intriguing across the board. You're right. So, is this is this baseball team maybe the – if they win it, I mean, you know, that, that changed the perception. The equivalent of the football squad with Burrow, that team offensively was off the chain and, and defensively was good but didn't get a lot of credit. And, you know, if you could score on them, is that kind of what we're talking about with this baseball team? I don't think so, Vinny. I don't think it's on that level because okay. LSU football-wise didn't have that, like, slump, right? Like, they didn't mm, – Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe you can say Auburn, but Joe Burrow still threw for 350 yards and three touchdowns. Um, no, I, I don't think that you could do that. Now, if they, if they sweep regional, super regional in Omaha – then you have then you have a very serious discussion, right? Like then you're gonna have a very serious discussion of, hey man, this team just went on an eight eight zero run, nine zero run, mm -hmm. and then maybe now if that happens, but but Benny, I'm just gonna tell you, as the Lord is my witness in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there is nobody that's walked the planet Earth that's put on the purple and gold better than number nine. I, I'm just gonna throw that out. Nobody. Uh, 
like everybody says Shaq, and I get it, and maybe Shaq, but I just don't think people understand. Like Shaq, Shaq, what Shaq did is different, right? Like he could he look. It, just to me, like when you break the single season touchdown record in the SEC, and you score sixty five touchdowns in the SEC. I mean, look. That's just how I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna give up that. So, no, I, I think you know. Like if no, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Pistol, Pistol Pete, Bob Pettit, Shaq, and I'm just. I mean, I'm not. I mean, you already know who yeah, played the, there. The only, the only. To- well, the only thing with Pete though is that I would that I would throw out there, and everybody's like, oh, we well, scored forty plus a game. Well, can he can he, he do what Joe Burrow did? Okay, no. You know, like, I, I don't – he never won a natty. He never won the SEC. Like, at what point do you does accomplishments have to come into this? You're right. You know, like, for me, there's got to be some some type of accomplishment because here's the thing. His number three wide receiver, Terrace Marshall, went out. He still threw for 442 yards. Mm-hmm. Didn't bother him at all. Jamar yeah. Chase was out for a half a quarter. Didn't bother him. He'll just go to J- Justin Jefferson. I mean, it just kind of like – I can't do it, Vinny. My heart, my heart will break. Hey, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I sure do. Uh, another connection too, as we kind of touch all the bases, as we you know yep. previewing the game this weekend, but uh, connecting both universities is we had the transfer of Damian Collins to LSU, joining the basketball team. Uh, right, getting closer to home in Atlanta, Texas. Kentucky fans kind of got up in arms, thinking, "Thought he was staying closer to home." Well, Baton Rouge is closer to Atlanta, Texas than Lubbock and El Paso and all right. that, because Texas is huge. So, I'm gonna be having my eye on Damien. Of course, it's a fresh start. The young fellow tragically lost his father right before yep. the start of last year, this, this, right. his sophomore season. And look, the 12th of this month, it'll be two years since my dad passed. Man. I was I was 43. I and I can't imagine being 20 just moving away from home, just working out with your dad who moved to Lexington to help you have what was going to be I still believe a breakout season. So from that point on I I gave him a pass last year. If the fact he even tried to play, some fans still eventually tried to look, you can't you cannot criticize he was out of position don't once that happened pass from me so i hope he does well down there at lsu and a a fresh start which is completely understandable yeah me too and and look man i mean we we moan and complain Vinny, so much about nil transfer portal this that and the third and then when you hear a story like that and look lsu fans have dealt with this before you know they had a the young man in wade sims that died he got shot uh outside of a, uh, a nightclub and then tragically, about two months ago, his dad, who was an All-American at LSU, passed away, played with Shaq. Um, so, man, I mean, I, I think that what – and I don't think this will ever be told, but I think what sold him was it's like, hey, man, the LSU community's been through this, yeah. you know, like recently. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I know of some groups that meet together that have lost loved ones and, and, and things like that around the athletic department. And so – I just think that, like, Matt McMahon was able to sell that. Like, Benny, let's not talk about basketball for him for just a minute. Yeah. And talk about, like, the connection that I think LSU was just able to build for him having going through stuff like that in the very recent future or very recent past. Yeah. 
And so, I, 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 you know, look, my heart's out to the young man. Like, when I hear stories like that, I don't care where the kid plays. I hope he go. I hope he averages 25 points a game, 10 assists a game. Like, I, that, you root for that kind of kid, man. And so, I hope it is a fresh start. And look, good thing for him, <laughs> LSU ain't got nobody in basketball. He's going to have to play, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. look, I mean, everybody left. Everybody thought LSU was getting hit. With sanctions and Will Wade, well, then Will Wade's coaching. And so now, I mean, now he's got to play. <laughs> That's so right. How crazy is it that Will Wade can be coaching somewhere else and LSU might be getting hit with shank- sanctions? That's oh, what the crazy yeah. thing is. It's just warped, man, warped. Man, too, on the football side, you, know, you guys were making noise the other day with those air-conditioned helmets. So what's how's the craze as far as that's going, man? Yeah, I, I really don't. I, I, so, Vinny, I got to be real with you. I really don't know a lot about the ac helmets right like i know i know lsu posted but let me let me throw this out there in reference to it i gotta give brian kelly a lot of credit here so i don't mean this in a wrong way but les miles and ed orgeron weren't necessarily the um cutting edge people right brian kelly once he came to lsu within about six months span he donated a million dollars of his own money to build a facility strictly for rehab and and strictly for player development by himself. Okay. This is a part of that. Okay. Like this is a part of what we've seen LSU football wise in reference to like, Hey man, I know LSU's had a really, a lot of really good athletes and a lot of really good football players. But then I go out there and be like, man, that kid was 362 pounds last year. He's 305 pounds and he's lean, yeah. right? And so I think that goes to, Vinny, a lot of things that LSU's doing. You know, like I was out there the other day and they got the the, the monitors, like how fast guys are running, you know, and, and things like that. Like the heart rate, like, hey, it, it, it even got down, Vinny. Like, I was talking to one of the guys we have an NIL deal with, and he was just telling me, like, hey, man, I really went and worked out. It showed how many calories I burned. And to gain this much weight that I want to gain inside of, you know, before August or till August, I got to have this many amount of calories. And they're counting the exact amount of calories that he's got to intake for wow. him to gain that weight. And so I'm like, this is, like, this is a different beast. So, like, when you talk about, Vinny, oh, well, this kid went to LSU, they're paying him. Well, no, not really. They got it down to a calorie, right? Like they got a calorie intake. And then the kid can go there three meals a day. He eats, he gets bigger. And we saw that with Jane Daniels, who's probably gained about 15 pounds of really pure muscle. So I think that that's just all in part of one big thing, Vinny, in reference to how Brian Kelly has kind of just let his hair down a little, you know, and just kind of, let things go and bringing what he did at Notre Dame to LSU, but letting the reins go a little bit. Cause I will tell you, if he would have been like, he was at Notre Dame here, uh, Louisiana would have, would have swallowed him whole. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much more intriguing to, to cover this team now. Like, I mean, what do I say to Brian Kelly now? Like, what do you say to him? Because you can't say that he just came here for the money when he's donating a million of his own money to build a facility for, for X, Y, and Z. So, um, those AC helmets, I mean, they're cool and all, but you know, does it help you on third and seven against Alabama in early November? You know, does it? We'll, we're about to find out. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man, circling back to 
So baseball, Blake, last thing yep. I got for you. Okay. We see it in football a lot. Maybe it happens in baseball, but, you know, just doesn't get the exposure. But Wes Johnson, your pitching coach, just took the job yeah. at Georgia. We see coaches. Do you stay with the team through the bowl game? Do you go ahead and leave? How is Jay and Wes handling that going forward? Because, you know, this news comes out right before they start the Super Regional against, you know, UK. Uh, so let me tell you something, Vinny, about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, we, um, we, in our show, we talked about 30 minutes about why was Georgia's entire uh, athletic department at the LSU game. Like I know Paul Skeens is good. I know Dylan Cruz is probably going to win the golden spikes and is the best, you know, might go number one overall, but Kirby ain't coming out there to watch no baseball game for no reason. Well, then you start hearing that you, you know, Wes Johnson might be going to Georgia and this has happened back-to-back -back years for Jay Johnson. So in back-to-back -back years, his head coach had already accepted a job to be the head coach at another university. It, this is really kind of par for the course. You know, you talked about it happening in football a lot with coordinators getting uh, uh, OC or, or head coaching jobs. It happens to LSU baseball literally almost every year. Okay. You know, the last three years, Vinny, a uh, hitting coach or pitching coach has been named the head coach somewhere else. So – that just kind of goes to the prestige uh, of it. Wes Johnson's going to be here, okay? He hasn't left. I mean, I, like we saw him the other day. I mean, he's still going. He's still going with the uh, uh, going through all the things that he needs to go through with the pitchers. Uh, one thing that's interesting: Jay Johnson didn't make the mound visits, but I think that that had nothing to do with Wes taking the job. And um, I, I I don't think that there's going to be any, like. Let me just throw it out here, Wes made it very clear the other day that guys listen i want a natty like i don't I, I want a natty okay so don't don't get it twisted like i i'm already recruiting for georgia and things like that but i'm going to win a natty and mm -hmm. for a guy who has been as prestigious as he has and not gotten one yet i i don't worry about that at all him and you know i just don't look i know it's a big thing but i don't think it like it's going to be detrimental to LSU in any way or form. Now, if it is, it would it not only would it surprise me, I would be outright shocked. It would be one of the biggest things that I've like just look at and be like, oh well, man, this was a big deal. I, I just Vinny, I can't foresee it because of how West has been very adamant about like I want a natty and I want it now. Because think about this: if if he goes and wins a natty at LSU and with Paul Skeens. Georgia baseball skyrockets, right? And so he know he knows that. And Georgia baseball has been horrendous. Let's yeah. call it what it is. So um, I think it'll, I think it's gonna be fun. Good stuff, man. Are you serious? Sports AYS. Appreciate you taking the time, Blake, to hop in here real quick, and and love to get you on again at some point in time, man. You drop knowledge every time. No problem, man. Thank you, Vinny. Appreciate it. Hey, y'all. This Blake Rafino. Check him out here on Believe. On all the platforms, AYS, Are You Serious Sports, all things LSU, Saints, you name it, he's got it. And, of course, we're on different sides this weekend, but it's still a good dude. And we'll – Yeah, I hope you lose, Vinny. You know, I hope you lose. <laughs> you know, I know we're on – you know, y'all got us in football a couple of years ago, and, and so I hope you lose this one. Hey, appreciate it. I got you, man. I got you. Got right, to stick man. to it, man. Be good, Blake. Appreciate all you, right. bro. We'll see you, buddy. All right. All right, later, dude. Blake Rafino, are you serious, sports?
check them out. Part of Believe Podcast Network, just like we here are at Believe in Kentucky. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Hope the cats come through and shock those Tigers this weekend in Baton Rouge. Two wins away from Omaha. Let's keep it rolling, cats. For Blake Rafino, my co-host Aaron Gershon, and Jalen Whitlow, my name is Vinny Hardy. Be back again later on next week with another fresh episode of Believe in Kentucky. Stay safe, have a good weekend, and we'll highlight y'all next week. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube